Good morning, everyone. My name is Teddy Raksak, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. This episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. Also, guys, use my promo code TED Talk Sports and receive $5 off your next visit. All right, guys, so I'm sure you guys are well aware of the massive, massive trade the Dodgers pulled off in acquiring um, Christopher Negron from the <laughs> Seattle Mariners. Totally kidding. I literally had no idea who this guy was. I had to look him up, actually. And um, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the Dodgers' recent moves, whether it's internally within the organization and some of the moves like a little bit outside of the organization as well. So, you know, including like this minor trade and stuff like that. So Christopher Negron, I looked him up and there isn't really too much to him um he's been in the he's been playing the major since 2012 he has a career batting average of 215 um yeah i mean he hasn't really get he hasn't really had too many at bats in a season uh he the most he played was in 2014 with the cincinnati reds he had 144 at bats but i mean he hasn't had more than like 60 at bats in the past I don't know, two seasons combined. So he's not, he's not a regular everyday starter. He's more of a utility player. Um, so what this, what this tells me on this season, he's hitting, uh, he's hitting 217 with one RBI. Wow. One RBI. Jesus. Okay. Anyways, one RBI, five hits, uh, three runs and 23 at bats. So he really hasn't been used that much and he's, he's essentially filling in for a injured Chris Taylor and an injured Kike Hernandez. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people reading comments and stuff like that. And they're like, why aren't we trading for someone to a, a relief pitcher? Right. Because like, I, like I've been saying in previous episodes that, you know, the Dodgers biggest weakness and has been has been has been the bullpen. And I still think that they're going to make a trade for someone. My guess would be someone like Shane Green, hopefully. If, you know, we're super lucky, I would love to pull the trigger on someone like Felipe Vasquez, but, you know, because he's on a a team-friendly contract. But anyways, so Christopher Negron, there isn't really much to it. Um, I mean, he hasn't really, he's really small sample size. He's just kind of like a fill-in utility player. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense because the Dodgers have been an absolute wreck on defense. They, we are ranked eighth, we're the eighth worst team uh in terms of errors in the whole major league baseball and you know although kike and chris taylor you know they did struggle at times um offensively although i will say that chris taylor before he got injured was actually hitting a lot better hitting around 260 kike hernandez was kind of up and down um mostly down though he just wasn't very consistent chris taylor was starting to look like the 2017 chris taylor and that was getting a lot of people excited but um, but the one thing they did have in common was that they were both very, very good on defense. And, you know, since that, since they've both been hurt, we've pushed, we've pushed Muncie to second. We've had Jock Peterson playing first base. And, you know, this trade to me just signifies that I think the Dodgers are done with the experiment of having Jock Peterson at first and Muncie at second. If I'm going to guess, I'm assuming that we're going to probably have Jock Peterson back in the outfield. We're going to probably put Muncie at first base and we're going to end up putting someone else, um, someone else at second and probably put maybe Negron or we'll put, um, I don't know if Beatty can play or maybe, maybe we'll end up putting Beatty at first and we'll keep Muncie at second. But 
Jock can definitely not stay at first base. So actually, that's probably that, that might seem a little bit more likely. But either way, Jock Peterson is not going to be playing first base. At least that's what I'm predicting. It just wouldn't make much sense with how uh, poorly he's been playing on defense. Although he is a very good bat. Now, a lot of you know, my initial question was because you know I'm like, oh, if we're going to trade, get a utility player, why not get like a better one? Why not get a, a you know an everyday second baseman or something like that? But then you know this this trade. It makes sense, but it, it doesn't make sense at the same time. So it makes sense to get someone small like Christopher Negron because he's someone that wouldn't cost us prospects that would take us out of the running for someone like Felipe Vasquez. So we're able to acquire Christopher Negron, but we're not giving away any of our top end prospects. So that that make, to me, that makes sense. What doesn't make sense to me is that I don't think we necessarily had to pull off this trade. Um, because you know, Negron, he's not a, he's not like a really, he's not like a veteran. It was not like when we, you know, acquired like Brian Dozier or, um, any of those other players, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't gotten a lot of at bats. Like I said, he's only most seasons, he's only getting around 20, 30 at bats. So he's not getting a lot of, he's not playing in a lot of these games. So I'm surprised why we just didn't bring up someone like Gavin Lux. I'm sure he's more than capable of playing second base. And I, I, you know, I'm kind of surprised we didn't want to give him a chance and that way we didn't have to give up. The prospects that we had to give up eventually for um for negron so i'm just you know i don't know it just it would just it would make a lot of sense and we're already you know it we're are you know we're not in a tight race for the division right now we're up like 15 games so i just don't understand why we wouldn't want to take a chance with someone like Evan Lux, who's been really, really hot right now, or give, and this would allow us to give him a little bit of exposure while also allowing someone like Chris Taylor and Kiki Hernandez to return from injury. So I don't know. To me, it doesn't make much sense. We'll see. I hope Negron ends up being a decent player. It, it, oh, also too, it's worth noting that Negron, which, you know, if we're going to trade for a, for a, you know, um, some an infielder, you know, he is you we should trade for a right-handed bat and that's what he is he hits right-handed so that's that's good because you know we are an absolute wreck against left-handed pitching so at least we got that going for us so i'm kind of happy about that um now the other thing i want to talk about too the dodgers bringing up will smith from the triple a and they're them booting down austin barnes back down to triple a and i think this is a good move um now, to me, what I like about this move mostly is the timing, okay? This is going to give Will Smith more than enough time, going to give him about 50 games or so to get used to the pace of, you know, of the pace of the big leagues, really. It's going to allow him to get used to the pitching staff. It's going to allow him to work with other players and get used to different, you know, pitchers' tendencies and stuff like that. Because if we were to bring him up a little too late, it'd be asking him a lot if it's like the NLCS or NLDS or something like that. And he has to try to get used to, you know, how Maeda's, you know, curveball breaks as opposed to Kershaw's and stuff like that. And that's a lot to ask, especially from a rookie. So I think this the timing of it works really well. Um, I've never really been a huge Austin Barnes fan. And it's and it's really just been because of him not being able to produce offensively. And he's just been, you know, this last season, he's been an absolute offensive liability. Um, and he's just, and he's like, a, he's, he's about an average on terms of his defensive abilities as a catcher. You know, he's right in the middle of the pack in terms of framing pitches. He's right in the middle of the pack for throwing, um, 
base runners out or you know attempted to steal base runners attempting to steal so he, he just was basically what i'm saying is that he was very very below average on offense and he was about average on defense so he was he was really hurting us um and so now but i'm really interested to see how will smith develops I, it looks like he is a very very bright future um but you know we'll give it some time though because you know it, even certain players like you know puig when he first came up you know, people just didn't know how to pitch to him. And then eventually they started to figure it out and they started to realize, hey, look, you know, this guy, he's going to chase the very first pitch. He does not, he does not hit uh, outside pitches very well. And they kind of figured him out. So I'm interested to see how Smith develops, how he gets used to everything. And, you know, when you get to, when you get to the, um, when you, when you get promoted from AAA, it's a big difference. You know, you're traveling a lot longer. You're, you know, look, you know, it's just little little things like that in different time zones and all and all that kind of stuff, um, because you have more of a budget in terms of you know AAA versus the majors and everything like that. So there's a lot of other stuff that he has to get used to, a lot more pressure and everything. But hopefully, you know, hopefully he does well. Uh, it looks like he's you know he started off the the first game against the Washington Nationals. He looked absolutely fantastic. So I'm hoping he can kind of continue that trend for us going forward. But you know we're gonna, we're gonna end up seeing we're gonna end up seeing what happens. So. That'll be interesting. Now, something that I, I wanted to talk about, which I just thought, just because I thought it was really funny, and this isn't really Dodgers related, but just because this was just, I just don't understand this. So the Mets traded for for Stroman from for, from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, now the Mets acquiring Stroman, it's very interesting because Stroman is an All Star. A starting pitcher uh he's gonna be on contract for like one more season i believe and so for, and, and you know this would make a lot of sense if you're a team like um i don't know maybe maybe the giants even it makes sense because that you know they're only like they're, they're pretty close to the uh to the wild card but the mets are about six game out of the wild card and they are 11 and a half back in the nl east so the, it's like it's like everyone knew that the mets were pretty far behind or or everyone knew that the mets should be sellers right now in the trade deadline except the mets it's just this trade doesn't make any sense i'm surprised that the to be quite honest with you i'm surprised that the mets offered a better trade package than the yankees would have because the yankees have a very big need and at, at, in their starting rotation so i'm not really sure what what the mets were thinking here I, and I've heard some things where they're, you know, they they wanted to trade for Stroman that way. Then when they get rid of Noah Syndergaard, then that you know they have a little more stability in their starting rotation. But I don't know. To me, it didn't really make much sense. Um, I I thought that maybe I don't know why they'd want to give up prospects if they're trying to like rebuild and work work towards their future. But I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm just uh, some guy doing a podcast, and I'm not the general manager of any baseball team. So, anyways, these are just my opinions, but. You guys let me know uh, what, what were you guys' thoughts on what the Dodgers have done so far. And also, who do you guys think that the Dodgers uh, should try to acquire at the trade deadline? Do you think we should go for someone a little cheaper like Shane Green? Or do you think we should go after a big fish and, you know, give up a lot of prospects? Maybe someone like Gavin Lux for uh, for Felipe Vasquez. So you guys let me know. Anyways, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Um, my name is Teddy Ragsack. This is TED Talk Sports.